0: Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring, certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea and on YouTube at expandwithchelsea. I'm so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. If my voice sounds a little bit different than usual, it is because I am recovering from a cold, or at least that's what I think it was. I don't think it was the flu because it wasn't super intense. I just like kind of didn't feel that great but it also wasn't that bad. Like it was very manageable. I could still work and work out and pretty much live my life. But then just in the mornings and at night, I was like, oh my God, I can't breathe out of my face holes. Definitely tested negative for the vid. So I know it wasn't that as well, but it sounds like from a lot of people that this is just kind of going around lately. So again, I apologize if my voice sounds a little bit different. This week's episode will probably be a little bit shorter. I wanted to do some listener Q&A and give some juicy life updates. I know I'm really like layering on the suspense with the juicy life updates. I I really was like proud of myself. I actually posted a story to Instagram. I, I'm very highly entertained by myself. I, I find myself to be very funny, very humorous. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. I posted a picture on Instagram of two toothbrushes and You cannot imagine the amount of messages that I got from that, which is my way of saying, hey, I have a boyfriend, and he is wonderful. I am really excited about this relationship. It truly came out of nowhere, like— I know everybody says that when you're not looking for it, it will find you, and I was like, oh, whatever, that's bullshit. Like, I was like, I want to believe it, but I just don't think that it's true, and we met at the climbing gym. It was honestly like the way that I describe it as like two magnets being pulled together. Like, it truly was like both of us noticed each other and then like needed to talk to the other one, and we were talking about it and just kind of how out of character it was for both of us to be extroverted and outgoing, and for me, it, like, took a lot for myself to, like, insert myself into this group of people, and normally I'm, like, a little bit more reserved in groups of people, and he really had to, like, come out of his shell and be, like, an initiator, and it was just—it really worked out great. So I'm really happy. This is definitely one of, like, the healthiest relationships that I've ever been in. There's a lot of great communication. We both like rock climbing. We have a lot of the same goals. So I'm really excited to see where this goes. And it definitely was one of those things where, like, again, I know people say this, and previous me was like, that is bullshit. I don't believe that at all. But when you know, you know. Like, it really happened fast, I think, in terms of like normal standards. But what it really made me think about was every other relationship that I've had, how much I tried to justify or force or honestly just trying to make things happen in a way that like i knew deep down it wasn't right and maybe part of that was settling maybe part of that was being afraid that there just wasn't anything else out there and then being in this relationship now makes me be like oh okay well this is this is probably more of what it's supposed to feel like you know every relationship has its things you know the honeymoon phase gets over but I think just from the start, like having a very strong level of communication and that's just something that I'm learning in general is being even more direct and making sure that you're having check-ins with the people that you really care about because it's all about preserving that relationship, making sure that you are setting those boundaries because that's what actually allows people closer to you. That's what allows you to have a beautiful relationship that has and is based on longevity. Like I think a lot of us, you know, we have people in our lives that it's like, oh shit, okay, well, that would have gone a little bit different. I see where maybe the communication broke down there or like things got a little bit weird there. And you're like, ah shit, if we just like would have talked about it or if one of us would have maybe had the courage to bring it up or had those communication skills, this is just something that I'm learning is really, really important. And honestly, I can't read enough books about it. So if you have suggestions for books that focus on communication I am currently reading the non-violent communication book is that what it's called it's it's something I don't I want to say it's like the art of nonviolent communication but I think I'm confusing that with the subtle art of not giving a fuck which I have mixed feelings on that book I like kind of like it but I also kind of don't it's like very um, bro-y in my opinion but it, I do think it has a good message so if you have books that are related to communication that you think that I should read, you found them helpful, you enjoyed them, feel free to send them over to me. You can either send them on Instagram. I'm at expandwithchelsea or on email. You can send an email to hello at expandwithchelsea.com. And I'd love to hear those suggestions because this is just something that I've really been into lately. So that's the big juicy news. I'm really fucking excited. He's not on social media. I'm sorry. You can't go creep on him. which is actually like a really fun dynamic because I am so so visible on social media it's a huge part of my job it's a huge part of my life and he has just like completely opted out and I really respect that for him um it's not something that he's like very interested in he does a lot of yoga and mindfulness and it's just been really great to have somebody in my life that is really caring about their health. Like, he really cares about it, and I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, shut up. My game, too. Like, I, I do, like, a pretty good job already, but it's just, like, a nice reminder that we really do come first. So, I would say things are going pretty good over here. I've been doing so much work lately, like, so much fucking work. Like, just the amount of difference that I can feel between... January this year and December last year is, like, fucking night and day. I've been doing so much work on bringing in more abundance. And I had been focusing it, actually, which is, like, really funny because the universe always delivers us what we need. I had been focusing it on the financial aspect. And what came in was in the love and relationship aspect. And I was like, oh. And, like, right when I first met him, I was like, yep, that's what it was. That's the abundance that I've been working on bringing in, like, the last— It's probably been like four months and then in December the energy just felt like really stagnant and for me I was just like really struggling and I know that that was a test for me to stay consistent with the work Like even when you're not seeing the results It's so important to keep doing the things because if we just stop every single time that we get a little bit discouraged Or we're not seeing the immediate results that we want. That's not holding our frequency That is not standing in what we believe that we deserve. And the universe, I mean, its it comes back to like staying power, longevity. Do you have what it takes to hold your frequency even when things get really rough, even when things get really hard? And I definitely did hold my frequency. I'm not going to say that it was easy. I wanted to give up a lot of times because I was like, nothing's fucking working. (laughs) I was like, I hate December. Um, I don't really, but December is just notoriously a pretty challenging time, probably for a lot of people. But, you know, with the holidays and trying to run a business and travel and all of the things and it being winter realizing that for me, I think I just need to plan some more trips to sunny places in the winter. I went to Hawaii. That was great. There was lots of sunshine there. It was nice to sit on the beach. It was really great to get that break from like the snow and the slush. And central Washington has been like particularly gray this year, unfortunately. Usually there's quite a bit more sun. I know it doesn't seem like there would be being as close to Seattle as it is, but when I Googled it, there's actually supposed to be around, I think it's 201 or 202 days of sun per year in Leavenworth, which is fucking awesome. Um, Comparatively, Seattle is like 150 days of sun, so that's that's a decent difference and then Spokane where I was living is about 171 so that I mean I'm not gonna lie that was like a huge factor in why I wanted to move to Leavenworth again was the sunshine like I just need it I feel like maybe I was a lizard or a gecko in a former life because I could just like sit out there and absorb it. I'm trying to still learn how to photosynthesize, you know, really like getting all my nutrients from the sun. I'll report back if that ends up happening because that would be that be absolutely rad. Don't have to take the time to eat anymore and you can just like soak it all up. All of that to say, lots of good things happening over here. I'm really excited. I'm heading down to St. George in Utah to visit my good friend, Lauren from Good Spray Coaching, who has been on... On the podcast before she is an incredible individual and I'm so glad to call her a friend so gonna go head down there with the new boyfriend we're gonna go climbing be in some sunshine and then hopefully be back to Leavenworth and the weather might be getting better it might actually be springtime over here Who knows? We'll see. Lots of fun travel plans in the near future as well, probably heading back to Wyoming for a short period of time. And one thing that I wanted to bring up too that has just been super, super helpful is fucking ice baths. Ice baths, man. I really hate them but I also really love them. I love how I feel after and the anticipation is just the worst. Like I will fill the tub up up with the coldest water possible and then I will just like sit there and stare at it. And it's like this stare down. And well, the tub isn't blinking, so the tub wins and every single time I end up getting in and it's just like this internal mental battle. And I'm like, I don't want to. It's cold. I don't want to be cold. But The reason that I really like it, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast from two weeks ago with Lisa, is that I like knowing that I can do hard things. And in the grand scheme of things, being cold isn't that hard, but it also kind of is. Like, it is actually hard to make yourself uncomfortable on purpose. And for me, I actually need that big of a stimulus in order for me to remember that I need to come back to myself and for me to remember my breath and for me to remember that like this is the present moment. Like when you were sitting in super, super cold water, like it's kind of hard for your brain to wander off. And that level of discomfort is something that I have really been enjoying lately. So I do a guided meditation. It's four minutes long and it's really, really helpful. It has a phrase in there that says, you are safe, you are powerful, you are strong. And I'm like, yeah, I am all of those things. I am. I've just found it to be really very healing. Sometimes I'll put ice in the water and sometimes not. Like truly my water gets so cold that I don't think it's necessary. Like it feels like I'm sitting my ass in the Icicle River that we have here in Leavenworth. And hopefully once it is less snowy here, then I can go do my cold plunges in the actual river. That would be great. I'd love to do that again because it comes straight from the mountains. So that water is really, really cold. And For you, if you're thinking about doing something like this, okay, I got to be honest with you. I would rather do a 10-minute cold plunge, like sit in water for 10 minutes that's cold, than do a 10-second cold shower. I don't know what it is about the showers, but like it is not for me. I am not the one. I don't want to do it. It ruins my entire shower experience, and it just feels fucking miserable. So that, if you have had experience with cold showers and you're like, yeah, Chelsea, like I don't like that, try just sitting in the bath. It is, I think, a lot better. Better and allows your mind to calm and stop racing as much. I just find it to be like a big, big difference between the two if I don't have a ton of time in the day or I just haven't prioritized doing the cold plunge for I think the total thing takes like maybe 10 minutes if I remember to like fill up my bathtub ahead of time and I'm not like doing it right then because my water fills up really slowly but if I don't have as much time then I do the cold shower and I always regret it so it just makes me be a lot more intentional about. About what I'm doing day-to-day day and how I'm spending my time. I mean, yeah, I can watch more Netflix. Like, absolutely. I don't think Netflix is bad. <laughs> but also, this is doing so much, I feel like, for my own resiliency and my own sense of trust in myself. And it's really doing a lot for my self-confidence as well. And honestly, I think that I can handle cold a little bit better now because I'm purposefully exposing myself to it. Also, there's a ton of health benefits and, inflammation and helping you just have like that really big burst of clarity and helping with brain fog. There's tons of other benefits too, but I'm not going to go into that. You can, if that is like your thing, if you like the the nerdy science stuff, I'm just more of like, this makes me feel good. So I'm going to do it type of person. And I've been doing it almost every day. I think I did miss one day. I think I was traveling back from Hawaii that day. And there was a part of me that's like, oh, you're, you're bad for doing that. Or you should like Do two cold plunges on a day to make up for it. And I was like, you know what? Like, if we've got like 90% overall consistency, I'm pretty happy. And I'm pretty committed to making this happen. And the, the way that that is going to happen is if I'm not rigid with myself and I'm not forcing myself to do something when I just straight up like might be really, really busy that day. So one concept that I've heard that I actually really liked was keeping a habit consistent Monday through Friday. And then taking the weekends off and then resetting Monday through Friday. And I actually think that that gives a lot of permission for us to be imperfect. So if that's helpful for you and you want to take that and run with it, awesome. And I think that gives us like a lot of room for relaxation and rest and actually reflection on are those things still serving us. I think that that is about it on the life updates. What I'm really enjoying is not entertaining chaos. (laughs) I think I've been addicted to chaos for so long that it actually just feels really good to be in a calm place. And one thing that I wanted to share that came up for me in meditation last week was instead of prioritizing short-term peace, which is kind of what you have to do when you're like in survival mode and you're just like living day to day, which is not a bad thing. But for me, moving forward, I want to move into prioritizing peace long term and making sure that I am making decisions that, you know, maybe in the moment they're a little bit uncomfortable, but overall, they're going to provide me more peace. Those are the things that I want to focus on. So, I mean, really shifting out of like 2023 has been fucking awesome so far. I have really like... 2022, hands down, hardest year of my life. So I was like, okay, I know that the light at the end of the tunnel is somewhere. At some point, this will stop. At some point, this feeling will lessen. This will lighten. And it finally feels like it has. Things are moving again. I feel so much lighter, so much better. And I feel like I get to shift out of this mode of just like surviving. And now we're going to start moving into the thriving period. So I'm really pumped. One last update before we dive into today's listener Q&A episode is that Quantum Leap spots are now open. This is 6 weeks of one-on-one Voxer support for you inside your business. This is both text and voiced message support. So if you have something that you are working through in your business, maybe you are wanting to prepare for your biggest launch ever, maybe you are having a hard time figuring out what it is that you want to offer, maybe you Want some support around who your ideal clients are, performing market research. Maybe you want a lot of help around money mindset, removing any blocks that you have around receiving. This is a really, really great time to work with me one-on-one. This will be the last time that I offer these spots at this price point. The next time that I open up these spots a few months from now, the price point will go up. I have three spots available. You get to choose your start date. Anytime in the next next. next two months so you can get started right away or you can wait. Maybe you want to center it around something that you're launching. Maybe you have something really exciting that you're coming out with in your business or maybe you want to get started ASAP because you know that the sooner you get started, the better things will be. I will leave more information for the Quantum Leap in the show notes. These spots are going to sell out quickly, and this is only going to be a couple of days that these are available. Again, this is one-on-one support from me. We kick everything off with a 60-minute one-on-one call, and then you have my full support and attention for the next six weeks. There's really no limit to what we can accomplish in six weeks. I have clients that have had absolutely incredible experiences from this. I'm gonna go ahead and read you one of the testimonials from a past Quantum Leap client, just so you can get a little bit of a sense of what this is and if it's for you. One of my past clients says, Chelsea was so supportive and so real, which is hard to find in the coaching space. She creates a really safe space and asks great questions that support you in refining your vision and listening to your intuition. This container was such a great balance of structured recommendations and energetic support, which is sometimes even more important. I would definitely work with Chelsea again. Those testimonials make me emotional. I am so grateful to all of the clients that have stepped into my containers because that is... That's big, right? Like that level of putting trust in someone else, that is definitely not something that I take lightly. And with the Quantum Leap, a big purpose for this is to help you realize your own innate genius. If at the end of the container you feel like you trust yourself more, you can trust your gut, your intuition, you're not second guessing yourself, wasting time, ruminating and thinking what if and procrastinating on decision makings, that for me is a massive success. So, for as a coach, when I ask you questions, oftentimes I'm redirecting it back so that you can come up with the answers. And I am here to use as a soundboard. I want to help you cultivate that deep trust in yourself so that you can run your business with confidence because you are the one that knows your business best it's not me it's you so if we can get you to a place where you know beyond a doubt this is the move that i need to make and you can make it that much more quickly things are really going to move for you a lot more quickly and a lot more often So I got two things for you. One, it's winter, and if you're like me and live in a very cold, (laughs) dry environment, you might be struggling a little bit with your skin. And two, I've been traveling a ton. I think I traveled more in 2022 and 2023, the beginning of this year, more than I have probably ever in my lifetime combined I've just been recycled on travel and visiting places and experiencing things but because of that my skin is struggling all of the air on the airplane eating things that I maybe wouldn't normally eat going and probably like not showering as often as I should be Clearstem has been such a lifesaver specifically their bounce back serum this is their collagen serum that What they call it is actually the no Botox Botox because it provides so much skin tightening Benefit and wrinkle support. It helps to hydrate and restore. It is definitely thicker than their Cell Renew serum, which I also really love. So I use the Bounce Back at Night in addition to their exfoliating vitamin scrub. And honestly, like it makes me feel so bougie. I freaking love it. Skincare is something that I've really been focusing on a lot more lately because with my business, I am on camera and I'm on video a lot, and I just feel a lot more calm. Confident personally when I know that my skin is looking great, and Clear Stem has been such a big part of that lately. Their bounce back serum is renewing to the skin and doesn't contain any pore-clogging ingredients. That's one of my favorite parts about Clear Stem is that they have this massive commitment to not using pore-clogging ingredients. I mean, do you remember when coconut oil was all the rage and we all thought that that was a good idea to like use on our face and shave with and put it in our hair, and it turns out that coconut oil is extremely pore-clogging. And for me, I have very sensitive skin, so if anything is on there, like even putting sunscreen on, I'm like, oh, yep, definitely gonna break out from that. So Clearstem actually has on their website an entire list of pore clogging ingredients that you can go find. You can go to clearstemskincare.com and read all about those. I was definitely using ingredients that I had no idea were clogging my pores. Once I learned about that, then now I'm a lot more selective about the things that I put on my skin. I actually ran out of the bounce back serum a couple of weeks ago and it was a noticeable difference in my skin. So I made sure to reorder double so that I won't be running out again and I'm so happy to have it back. If you are curious and want to try out the bounce back serum, you can head on over to clearstemskincare.com and use the code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A for 15% off the serum or any other one of Clearstem's incredible products. Like, 100% would recommend each and every single one of them. I have tried every single one of their products and have all of them. Use them personally every single day. Again, that code is CHELSEA for 15% off any Clear Stem products. Tag me on Instagram at expand with Chelsea when you get your order so I can see what you got. Okay, it is time to do some listener Q&A. This is honestly one of my favorite things to do on the podcast because I get to help you directly. It is sometimes feels like you're talking or speaking into a void when you're podcasting or running a business if you're not getting that feedback that like, "Hey, this is really helpful." So it's nice to know. That these specific questions are ones that the audience has. And this first question is actually really relevant because one year ago, I was actually just like rewatching my stories this morning. And a year ago, I had a neck injury and it was really fucking intense. It actually caused me to stop working, like, it put a halt on things. I was in so much pain. I couldn't lay down. I couldn't sit up. I went and spent like nine hours at the ER trying to like wait and be seen. It was absolutely awful. They ended up putting me on, well, (laughs) it's like a funny story. I think I ranted about it a little bit when I recorded the podcast after. But anyway, the doctor was like, yeah, seems like you're super anxious and that's what's causing your pain. And I was like, yeah, well, if you were in this much pain, you'd probably be a little bit anxious too. And then was able, to see my youngest sister's husband's dad who's a physical therapist and he did some things that really loosened it up and that helped a lot. But all of that was because I was overworking both in work and physically overworking as well. I was really like ramping up my climbing training at the time and it was just too much for my body to handle. So this first question is how to know when you're overworked before you go to the hospital. And this was submitted by one of my good friends and I know her personality quite well. Both of us are Enneagram 8s. We can push through a lot of shit. And when that happens, sometimes the universe, in order to get our attention, has to knock us on our asses. Like for me, going and sitting in the ER, that was like such a big wake up call because I was like, okay, I cannot sustain this pace. This isn't something that I'm going to be able to upkeep long term. So I need to figure out a different way. But for me to get to that point was it took a long time. Like, there had been little things, little signs and signals that, like, hey, maybe you should slow down. And I was like, eh, nah, I'm just going to continue to bypass that. And when I really start to think about it, like, maybe sometimes we do need to get to the point where we have that giant wake-up call in order for us to realize, like, okay, I need to do something different. But also, it is thinking more in terms of longevity. Is this pace that I'm going at right now, does it feel like something I could potentially keep up for the next five years? If the answer to that is no, we need to start taking things off the plate. And this is a conversation that I've been having with my clients a lot lately, is starting to look at the activities that you're doing inside your business because we have two choices. We can either stop doing the tasks or we need to examine our relationships to the tasks and see if that relationship can shift or change so that we find more enjoyment in it. So that's not so dreadful. It's not so looming and big. And when I say get rid of tasks, that can either mean like take them off the plate completely or outsource them. And you get to you get to decide on that. But I really do think that step one is examining our relationship to the tasks. I actually sent out an email last week about, are you being too much of a princess inside your business? And my, my brain was like, do not send this email. Do not send it. And I was like, you know what? Like I had to have that hard conversation with myself the other day like I was expecting things to just feel easy and be good and like all this like fluffy shit essentially. And at the end of the day running a business is a self-development journey, it is a growth journey and if you're not pushing up against your growth edges consistently, it's going to feel really hard to move the needle on your business. And yes, there's a balance with like, we can't be throwing ourselves off the deep end consistently, or we're going to end up like in this question in the hospital. So where's the balance point? And the balance point comes in with consistent readjustment. So the way that I like to think of this is like, kind of like when you were a kid and you could eat whatever you wanted. And then now as an adult, you're like, that doesn't sit well. Or you, like I think about when I used to go to swim practice and I like down two bowls of cereal before, like honestly, like 30 minutes before. And the thought of doing that now, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I would throw up cereal all over the pool. Like it just doesn't work for me anymore. And your business is the same thing, right? Like when we think about like, what's going to get you to the next level, what's going to create growth, what got you here isn't what's going to get you there. So we need to be consistently evaluating what's working and what isn't. What feels heavy what feels like there's resistance, and what feels good for you. And then the next step is to actually examine why those things feel heavy. We need to get to the bottom of the resistance, the dislike. I mean, okay, so a really common example here is social media. There are a lot of business owners that do not love social media, and I don't blame you. Also, I will include the caveat that I don't think social media is correct for everyone. But when we are not seeing the results that we want to see, of course, we're not going to like the thing that we're using. But then because of confirmation bias, we are actually creating the outcome. We're energizing the outcome that we don't want in order to prove ourselves right because then that means something about us. So even though it's not necessarily serving us, in a positive way, it is still serving us. So, you know, let's say, for example, we have social media, you don't really like it, so you don't put that much energy into it, and then you're not seeing results, you're not seeing sales from it, you're not seeing new clients, and then you're like, well, yeah, I don't like social media, and then the cycle continues. Is that actually allowing you to stay stuck? Is that actually allowing you not to try 110%? Because if you don't try, then you, quote, can't fail. So starting to see where the things that we're doing are actually self-serving, but not in the positive, beneficial way. Because as human beings, we don't do anything unless it's serving us. And on the other side of that, maybe you examine your relationship with social media, you give it like a really good fucking college try hard, and you're like, I still don't like this. Great, then we have to get creative and come up with different ways to market. There's word of mouth, there's marketing using flyers, business cards, networking, in-person events. But I mean, as a business owner, you do have to pick one of them. And this is where I was kind of getting at, like, are you being too much of a princess? Like, we do need to work in order to have things come in. That is that is the, the the rules of the universe. We have to initiate and take action first. It's like us steering the ship and then the universe is the wind in our sails. So where are we not taking action and we're expecting the universe to essentially do everything for us. We have to remember that we are the co-creator. And for me, something that's been really beneficial in terms of not constantly overextending what I am capable of is actually building in a lot of rest time after things like launches and moving out of a consistent launching model. So making sure that I have other offers available, things like Synergy and Ignite and Scale. These are my courses that people can purchase at any time, and those are available on my website so that I'm not just reliant on launches because launches can be very energy intensive. And What I like to think of, too— when I'm launching is how can I give myself a longer runway? A lot of business owners give themselves like three days to do something and it is like this giant burst of energy. And then at the end of it, they're like, oh God, I want to take like three weeks off versus what if you actually just gave yourself three weeks initially and spread things out and gave yourself permission to rest in between. I mean, this is all about building self-trust, right? Like this is staying power. This is believing that you get to show up powerfully when you have the energy instead of constantly forcing yourself to show up when you don't have the energy. This is really important as a business owner because, again, longevity is key here. What's something that you can sustain for years and years and years to come? And usually that comes with just giving yourself a little bit more time so that when life things happen... You get sick, your car breaks down, you're just like really not having a good day, your period decides to come a couple days early, you actually already have that rest period built into what you're doing and you don't have to feel like you're not giving your launch your everything. You actually can prioritize self-care and that's going to radiate positively out into your audience. They're going to be able to feel that self-care energy instead of feeling you forcing yourself to show up because that frequency, people might not be able to put like a word to it necessarily, but they can feel it. They can feel the desperation. They can feel the forcing. They can feel something is off. So if you want to start building self-trust with yourself, I would say, honestly, giving yourself more time on things is going to be huge because also when you create more spaciousness, that's when you can tap into those deeper levels of creativity. You can actually really sit with the content and the material. And I I like to, when I'm going into a launch, do a mixture of pre-planned and inspired content in the moment. So the pre-planned content is for more of the middle period of a launch when you're like, oh my god, everyone hates me, nobody's listening, there are crickets, and does this even matter? I kind of want to just like slither away and pretend that this whole launch thing never happened. Having that pre-planned content then is really, really helpful so that you can just post it and still feel connected and be proud of yourself that you actually set yourself up for success in that way. And then also allowing time for inspired ideas, you know, lessons that you're learning, conversations that you're having, client call questions that are coming up in real time so then you can get on and you can talk about those things and I don't really suggest doing all pre-planned content because I think when you do let's say for example you batch like three weeks worth of content to post during your launch and I'm not saying that this is necessarily wrong but I from an energetic standpoint I think you're a lot less connected to the content than when you post it three weeks later because you're like uh do I even want to talk about this anymore and your energy is the most important thing when you are selling. You want to be actually genuinely excited about the thing that you're offering and make sure that your audience can feel that. And that's why I suggest the blend of pre-planned and inspired content. So when we're thinking about, okay, what does it look like for me to constantly overextend myself to bypass what my nervous system is capable of? That looks like in the past, what has that felt like for me? What are my indicators? Is it when I go through a launch and I don't remember to meal prep. I don't ask for help or support and I'm not sleeping well because I'm pretty stressed out about sales or people signing up. And then that all turns into this like terrible hurricane of negative feelings. And then you have a negative relationship with launching. You don't feel proud of yourself inside your business. And I mean, if you can't tell, I've been through so many launches at this point that I've like, I've really experienced it all. I've had all the feels, all of the different experiences inside launching and asking yourself specific. Basically... <laughs> what are my signs what are my indicators that i am overextending myself for me sleep is the biggest one if i am waking up at 5 in the morning i'm pretty fucking stressed out so that is a big indicator that okay we need to like start taking things off the plate examining those relationships and really just allowing myself to do the bare minimum so much of us are we're just doing way too fucking much like you do not need to be doing as much as you're doing i promise you you can run an even more successful business doing less it's all about finding that minimum effective dose. And then also actually asking for support, actually asking for support. So if you are expecting things to come your way and you're not leaving any room for receiving, you're not actually allowing yourself to be supported, you're just totally in your masculine, go, 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 tick those boxes, get the things done, logical, linear progression, all of that, and you don't leave any room to actually call in and hold the things that you are wanting to bring in, I mean, yikes. So this could look like telling friends like, hey, I'm going to need some words of encouragement during these days. This could look like asking your partner to prepare dinner for you. This could look like asking your kids to just be extra mindful of picking up their toys in the next week or so to help you out. And if you don't have a support system, I mean, this is this is probably key number one here that it is more than time to get one. It is... Like that saying, you if you want to go fast, go it alone. If you want to go far, do it with other people. So whether that means your parents, your friends, allow yourself to be supported. I think that there used to be just so much not even like courage in doing things alone. It's it was like this. It's kind of like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm aren't people so proud of me? I'm doing it by myself. Aren't people so proud of me? And it's like, okay, yes. And you're purposefully making it harder on yourself. Like, you do not need to do it alone. So whether that means hiring a coach or a mentor or somebody to check your blind spots and point out the things that maybe you aren't seeing, I just don't think that there's any pride in being hyper-independent anymore. I mean, we as human beings, were meant to— in community we're meant to rely on other people we're meant to allow ourselves to be supported especially if you are somebody with a feminine core allowing yourself to be supported like I don't even think you know what you're capable of until you actually sink and lean into that so those would be some of my first stops and then also during more stressful periods of time so let's say like for launches I would schedule in at least one self-care item week. So whether that is a massage, an Epsom salt bath, whether that is acupuncture, or maybe you like getting energy healing done, whatever that is for you, you have to take and carve that time out for yourself. Again, that's receiving time. And these aren't like you doing this to yourself. This is you receiving from another person. So allowing yourself to be in that mode where you are open and receptive and you are actually allowing the universe to work through you. These are the things that we got to look at first. I know, I know it's not some sexy strategy or thing that you can just tick off the list. But I am going to start including journal prompts in the show notes. So if this question is interesting to you, you can go to the show notes and find different prompts to help you discover, okay, where are my limits? And it all starts with energetics. It really does. It all starts with mindset. And while strategy is awesome and can get you pretty far, I would argue that it's not necessarily the thing for sustainability. So again, head to the show notes, you can find the journal prompts for this podcast episode if you are somebody that wants to do further reflection on the episode, because I know that there's a lot of juicy things that I talk about in here. And sometimes it feels difficult to, I think, bridge the gap between the podcast episode and what you're actually doing inside your business. And I am just such a big believer in journaling. I think that when we allow ourselves to just write and allow out what needs to come out and read it back, there's a lot answers in there. There's a lot of gems in there. So let's move on to the next question. This is from the same person. So again, my lovely friend, how to know when you're ready to kick it into high gear and ready to launch. Okay. What an amazing question because it's kind of like the opposite of the one that I just answered. And this answer is going to be a little bit different for everyone, but I'm going to walk you through my process. So when I look at things that I want to do inside my business, I generally don't go more than about two months out just because I'm not sure where my energy is going to be at. I'm not sure where I'm going to be at in life. I mean, things, your life can change like so fucking quickly. If the beginning of this podcast episode didn't give you, didn't give you that, I mean, I don't know what else would like my life changed in literally one night. So I don't really like to do a ton of planning because I tend to feel a little bit more boxed in. I know the things that I'd like to launch, like I know I want to do a big energy healing sale in February and then I know I want to bring the one-on-one mentorship back in March but beyond that I'm not really sure and as of right now the dates are loose like I have kind of like ranges of like okay I could start from here to here and then as I get a little bit closer then I start to nail down a date range and then I can adjust my energy up or down depending and I really like leaving it a little bit looser because I can actually just allow myself to relax until I decide like okay it's time and of course, too, like all of this is going to depend on your cash flow and what you have available. If you are a little bit newer in your business, you might need to hustle a little bit more. And I say hustle, like not necessarily in a bad way. I know for me in the beginning, like I just I launched pretty much every month. It was a lot. Do I necessarily recommend that? No, but it was what I needed in order to gain that experience. And it was what I needed to essentially put my name out there and to really make a big impact. And now, because of that, that allows me to take it a little bit easier in terms of I just don't have to launch as frequently. I'm not saying that things are easier overall, but I just don't have to have the number of frequency in terms of launches that I did when I first started. So you can leave the dates a little bit looser and then say, okay, this is going to be my day where I start to warm up my audience. There are some key dates when you're launching. So the warm up date, okay, this is when my launch officially starts. The cart open date and then cart close date. So you're going to want to have all three of those dates planned out. And I would highly, highly recommend not having a lot of other shit going on that day. So I have made the mistake in the past where I have opened cart for something and then also had planned to go rock climbing the entire day. So it was this like really rushed thing where I was like, ah, this is open. I'm going to go rock climbing. And like, that's fine sometimes, but like think about your audience on the receiving end of that. Like, do they feel very prioritized and supported if you're like, hey, this is just like a thing. I think you should join it, but I'm not even going to take enough time to like properly explain it. Here it is. Bye. Like think about that. I I really think I see this a lot with business owners when we are not prioritizing our business, but we are expecting everybody else to and then step into containers with us. Like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. So I would pick those dates based on The fewest amount of things that you have going on in your life, like I know for me, launching things on a Monday or a Wednesday when I take a majority of my client calls, not a great idea. It needs to be on those other days so that I can actually focus on that thing itself and have things ready ahead of time because otherwise if I'm just trying to like squish it in, like I don't want it to have squished in energy absolutely not. Like, this is my business. This is something that I take very seriously. And I want other people to not necessarily take it seriously as well, but I want other people to, if I, if I think it's a priority, they're going to think it's a priority. If I don't give the impression that it is, then neither are they. And where am I expecting my audience to do that work for me? It's just not necessarily fair. So for me, I like to plan when I have a lot of spaciousness. I also like to plan when I can receive as well. So making sure that I don't have like a million and one activities during the day when I open the cart or when I start the warm up process so that you can actually sit back and receive some of those clients. Because again, if we're busy, busy, busy all the time, when are we ever going to call in the things that we've been working so hard for? This also comes back to working with your natural energy flow. If you are somebody in human design that is a projector or a manifester or a reflector, you're going to have that period of time where you just know it's like time to move forward and that usually only comes with rest if you are a generator or a manifesting generator it's usually going to be a gut response of like go do move now and you can not saying that you can like push and overextend your nervous system a little bit more but doing the things that you love will create more energy for you versus the quote non-energy beings and I'm not saying that in an offensive way even though I totally took that offensively when I first learned that I was a projector I was like what do you mean I don't have energy? But this is just related to our sacral. So if your sacral is defined, you are a manifesting generator or a generator, and you can check on that using your human design chart. You can go to jovialarchives.com and look at your chart or just Google um, human design chart, and you can get your chart that way. And what I mean by non-energy being is just projector, manifester, or reflector. We don't necessarily create our own energy. We really need a lot of rest and replenishment. In order for us to feel really recharged. We kind of work more in bursts versus MGs and generators can put out a more consistent stream of energy. So taking that into account for yourself as well, and I know for me and for a lot of my clients who are non-energy beings, it's really hard to trust that that burst of energy will come back because sometimes like we go for weeks, especially if you have pushed yourself way over the edge and way overextended your capacity, it's going to take a lot longer for that energy to come back? And this just comes back to self-trust. Can you actually give yourself permission to take long enough of a break to where you can actually see your natural energy come back as well? And you can see that flow and you can start to live inside of it instead of constantly pushing against it. And this is also too where we have to do an inventory of the rest of our lives and say, where am I trying to push it in too many different categories? Maybe you have a sport that you really like or a hobby that you really like. Maybe it is a relationship that you're putting a lot of energy into. I just am a firm believer that like we can't do all of the things all of the time and sometimes we need to like turn the dial up on one thing and turn the dial down on another thing and sometimes it's the business that we turn the dial up on and then sometimes it needs to be that we are turning the dial down on business so that's kind of how I think about things in my mind and when I think about am I ready to launch or not like sometimes I don't feel ready and I can get myself to feel ready by anchoring back into What is this going to do for people? What are the transformations that I'm going to be providing? What are the lives that I'm going to be changing? What does that look like? And then sometimes I just know that I'm ready. So it's kind of a mixture of both. And the more that you give yourself time to slow down and operate as you are uniquely designed, the better it's going to be. So again, head to the show notes to find journal prompts for both of these two listener questions. Hopefully, this was a helpful episode for you. I was happy to be able to do some life updates because, yeah, things over here are pretty exciting. And if you are interested in the quantum leap, again, this is six weeks of Voxer coaching, so both text and voice message support inside your business. Head to the show notes you can learn more about that there are only three spots and the next time that i open these spots later on in the year the price will increase so go ahead and jump on it now while it is at its current price point thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being here i appreciate you so much i hope you have the best rest of your day and i will talk to you next episode